0: Congratulations. Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year.
1: Hammers were falling once again.
0: Buy numbers per option
1: are actually up on last year. Rates, of course, on hold again at 0.25%.
0: National house prices were still rising.
1: A man's home is his castle. And today it goes under the hammer. Welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect.
0: Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715.
1: And welcome everyone to Under the Hammer. Yes, your fortnightly real estate podcast and a big shout out to agents, to property managers, to everyone working in the industry. We know it has been crazy times and of course, thinking of anyone in New South Wales and Sydney, we are here thanks to Direct Connect. Direct Connect makes moving easy, connecting services like electricity, gas, and it's a great thing to do for your clients. If you're an agent or property manager interested in using Direct Connect, call them on one 664 to see how they can benefit you and your team. Or you can head on to the website. Plenty of info there, directconnect.com.au. My name is Jane Nield. I'm a podcast producer and a little obsessed with real estate. I am joined by Stavros Ambazidis, one of three co-directors at O'Brien Real Estate. He owns three O'Brien offices. He is one of the best auctioneers in the country. Dabbles a little with his lovely partner in some property investment himself. Stav, how are we? Look, I'm not going to rub it in, but there is a slight amount of, uh, I don't know how you even describe this feeling we have in Melbourne, watching another state, sadly, New South Wales and Sydney, going through lockdown, Mm. given the fact that we endured so many months of it last Mm. year. It's not kind of a pleasure, but gee, you must be feeling for all of your uh, fellow real estate people in New South Wales, especially in Sydney. Yeah, look,
0: definitely, Jane. And and one thing we, a lot
1: of uh, agents in New South Wales, especially in the
0: Sydney area, have actually reached out to our organisation because they saw you know how we did it last year, uh, and of course, you know, with the help of Sen, we did all our um, studio auctions where we did 155 auctions. But more importantly, um, you know the the advice that I'm giving is like I follow the AFL, and every year there seems to be a rule change, and it's the same game just with different rules. And Mm. this is what this is. And if you can actually um, have a a no news policy, you know, don't follow the news because what I like to do is focus on the positives. What can we do? Not what can't we do? Um, And more than anything, it's the same game. Let's just find a different way to play it. That's all it is.
1: And so with those really successful online auctions that you did, I mean, if someone's listening now going, oh, we are looking – it does look like things are going to extend in terms of restrictions in Sydney – So have you got some really sort of quick tips on how to do that? I mean, find a company like SEN, Mm. which has a television studio, or can you actually do it from a couple of laptops with a little bit of technology?
0: Look, you can. We were very fortunate to have the team down here at SEN, especially Hayden and Dave, that really knew their stuff, and they were able to do a full production, but it starts before that. I mean, that's that's the game day, that's doing the auctions. But before that, you've got to do the campaigning. You've got to get the, your reach and frequency out there of, of the property. I mean, most agents would know to get the best um, amount of engagement, you need reach, a, a decent reach, and then frequency. So we invested in, in cameras like Matterport that would do virtual tours. And, and we can go, and we've continued with that. So we haven't gone back to the way it was, mm. you know, a lot of people said, you know, we're going to go back to this. Uh, we've actually kept Matterport cameras in our business, uh, especially for our rental side of it. Um, and it's done in-house and it's very, very, I'll actually share a link with you so you can actually see what it looks like.
1: Yeah. So what a Matterport, I've not heard of that particular type of camera. I'm guessing these are the ones that kind of give you that really smooth flow as yes. you walk through a building.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it gives you a complete walk through a building without having the agent uh, with an iPhone walking around giving commentary. Um, and you can go backwards, forwards, you can click on different Points in the house, mm. uh, and walk through a, a lounge area, through the hallway, into the bedrooms, upstairs, into the um, into uh the upstairs living area, and so on. And it's so professionally done, um, and it gives a buyer or a or a potential uh, renter the opportunity to see and feel the home uh, as if they were there. So we embraced all the all the technologies. Yes, we embraced Zoom or Teams or whatever you know you're used to, uh, but we made sure. We really focused on getting our EDMs out, our weekly EDMs with our properties. Electronic
1: on there. distribution mailing list or something.
0: That's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty spot on. Through our CRM, which is another <laughs> word a lot of people don't know what that is. But yeah, so we you and we used um companies like ActivePipe to do that. We found they were best on ground. So I always like to use the best on ground in any tech because there's so so much tech being thrown at us at the moment, and you've got to work out what's best on ground uh, for you and your business. So we we continued uh, as if um, everything was normal, uh, and that's what you have to do. You know, you've just got to continue as if everything is normal. And I I didn't allow that lockdown to be in our heads, and that's what I said to a lot of our our team. Would would you know check in every day. And use the opportunity, you know, to replenish rest because the Sydney market, and I've got stats for the last six months. What's happened because it is the financial year that's just gone through. They've sold fifty-seven thousand homes in the first six months of this year. Okay, that's the highest that we've ever had in in a six-month period. Okay, so they they need the rest as well. You know, don't swim against the current. Don't expend energy trying to get a deal done right now while you're in lockdown. because you'll spend so much energy when you're out of lockdown. There'll be, remember last year we called it the uh, slingshot effect? The ba yep. The demand was just pent up yeah. and then
1: off it went. <laughs>
0: yeah. I've got to say there's a lot of things that we said in this podcast that actually happened, and one of them was that <laughs> slingshot effect. You were so right, Steph. Yeah. So just rest. Just rest and replenish, read, spend more time talking to friends and family, and make sure you stay positive. That's mm. all I can. That's the advice I can give.
1: Look, we are going to cover off on some of those issues that the new mm. financial year brings that may mm-hmm. impact uh, the real estate landscape. We will talk about some of those sales figures and trends from around yeah. the country, and also a little article that raised my interest about selling. Natural disasters, insurance claims. What happens when perhaps your property gets hit in that settlement period? We are here thanks to Direct Connect. Of course, you can call the team at Direct Connect, 1300 664 Hey, if you are in lockdown in Sydney, you've got the time now. <laughs> While you're resting, as Stav says, to maybe jump on the phone and have a chat to Direct Connect because come spring you are going to need all the help you can head, uh, you can get. You can head to directconnect.com.au as well. And I think, Stav, it's really interesting what you're saying is that the things that you really had to implement during mm. lockdown in Melbourne have now become features of your business. Yeah. So as much as you might be down in the dumps at the moment mm. just going, what happened to all the yeah. sales we thought we'd execute this month in Sydney? It's actually a forced way of your business evolving. And Mm. I mean, you're a pretty positive guy. I've Mm. learned that through 35 episodes of this podcast. But for people who maybe are letting the negatives get to them a little bit, this is a way of implementing change rapidly and making it happen. Because what Mm. choice do you have?
0: That's exactly right. And some of the things that you will implement and you'll learn through through a situational adversity like this is that you become paperless. Uh, You start using things like DocuSign or I Agree or different portals of of signature, electronic signatures or digital signatures. So we've implemented that in our business. Now, why would I go back Mm. now and do five copies of a contract of sale after an auction? So on Saturday, uh, we're using this piece of tech at the moment where the property was sold. It was sold to someone that we knew because obviously they've been through the property. So we already had their details, their names, addresses, email address, their phone number, everything. Yep. We, we know what it's sold for as well, the price, because it was a public auction. So we had all the details and we already have the vendor's information as well because they are our vendor. So all that information was already in our tech. All we had to do literally was walk up to the buyer. We didn't even have to walk the buyer inside the property anymore. They signed the glass because we knew what the price was. We knew what the settlement was. It was unconditional. It wasn't subject to any conditions because okay. it was an auction. Yep. And the whole process was done in five minutes. Hmm. Um, and then we walked in and saw the vendor. Days gone by, and that's not long ago either, we would have to do five copies of the contract, one for the vendor, one for the buyer, one for the vendor solicitor, one for the, uh, the buyer solicitor, and one for the agency. Five physical contracts. We no longer have to do that. So we become completely automated and paperless. Now, we already know who the conveyances are because they tell us who they are and we, there's a drop down. And As you type in, it auto fills. So this tech exists now. So on the market at the moment at O'Brien Real Estate in my offices, you'll find there are something like 17 filing cabinets uh, on Marketplace. <laughs> we are scanning everything. Uh, as an auctioneer, my bidding record has been done because it was done electronically. I sign the glass, and it's already automated and done, and then filed away and sent through. The best part of this tech—you're going to love this—is that you can actually tick whether it was investor, and if it was, it goes to our BDM. But the BDM? best BDM is our business development uh, uh, person huh? on the on the property management tick. side. <laughs> and then you go slightly down, and it's got a direct connect link on it. It sends all the information to Direct Connect to assist the buyer and the vendor on their move. So I think, and that's why I've brought up this piece of tech at the moment, it automates everything and on the click of a button, Jane, it sends it to all parties. Mm. So five minutes after I've completed the auction, all parties have actually got all the uh, paperwork, including Direct Connect.
1: And... As a little bit of an environmentalist, I'm just thinking of all those trees you've saved. Yeah. All the, I mean, the cost to a business oh. of printing contracts that are literally going to end up taking up office space for well, years and years and years. It <laughs> is. It's the
0: physical. It's the it's the financial cost. Don't forget, some of our businesses are up upstairs, triple story. There's no. Yeah. You've got to carry those reflex boxes upstairs, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and we're not we're not farmers in real estate. We've got soft hands, you know. We're
1: <laughs> not used to the heavy lugging. No, we're not. So that's maybe another tip for anyone who yeah. uh, is not able to get into the office if you are in lockdown at the moment. Start scanning things if, if you can yeah. get a few of those boxes home and uh, get rid of all the paper and start yeah. going digital. So, Stab, the new financial year, yep. I know that there has been some implications for the mm-hmm. real estate industry. So can we just sort of uh, work through a few of those? Now, really recommend if you didn't hear our last um, episode with Antonio Mercarella, the CEO of the real estate Institute of Queensland. Have a listen back to that one. Uh, Really great feedback on that and the fact that she was looking at so many of these factors that impact supply of property. They Mm. are desperate in Queensland especially and, you know, northern New South Wales. We need more properties on the market. She's looking at the big picture stuff. She's got Mm. politicians consulting with her, looking at the levers that we can pull in the economy. And one of those things that came up was the disincentive for someone who maybe is sitting there... You know, you might be about to retire. You've got a five-bedroom house. The kids mm. are either overseas, interstate, or have their own properties. You've got this huge asset. But if you sell it, you are going to be whacked mm. with a whole lot of tax implications. Yep. And how how does that actually improve things for you? So, Antonio was sort of mentioning, you know, let's make it easier for mm. people to downsize. Get those properties onto the market. Yeah. What are your thoughts about um, perhaps superannuation? I know there's something that's going to be tabled before the Parliament fairly soon, but has there been sort of changes in the new financial year to do with downsizing contributions and maybe superannuation?
0: Look, there is. And every state, I've got to say, is different. Uh, So stamp duty is a state uh, tax. It's not a a federal tax. So every state does have a different uh, stamp duty rating. I mean, here in Victoria... On the 1st of July, we did lose the 25% saving that we had on stamp duty. Uh, and they've made some changes to, to properties um, that are over $2 million, uh, which I know it sounds like a lot of money, but there's a lot of suburbs and a lot of properties selling you know north of $2 million these days. Mm. Okay. Mm. So there has been some changes. So you're best to go to each, because indi- this is an Australia-wide podcast, yeah. you're best to go to your own state uh, to see in their websites. I can definitely talk about Victoria because- I know what's happening here in in Victoria, but the governments do have to make it easier because there is this huge internal migration going on at the moment. We need to release properties to market. Uh, We have queues and queues of people waiting to get into open for inspections. You've got people that are spending week after week building inspections, pest inspections, then missing out on properties. Mm, So Xenia, my wife, was out on the weekend looking for her next investment to renovate. Um, and she missed out on all auctions she attended because there was just such a huge volume of buyers out there all in the same boat and not enough listings, Mm. okay? Now, there is um, sites like Listing Loop that we've interviewed uh, in the past uh, on this site where you can get to to see properties that before they hit the market. I know Domain.com have a feature, an off-market feature on their site as well, but most real estate agents have an off-market site as well But it's a lot of hard work um, to to try and find a property.
1: So we need more properties. We need more properties.
0: Yeah. (laughs) One one thing I I can definitely recommend is you can always employ an advocate, a buyer advocate, because that is something I think that we've adapted to here in in Australia. Um, And for those watching the uh, the real estate show on Prime, you'll see how well it works by having a buyer advocate. Yeah. The buyer advocate does all the homework for you because it is time consuming. They know they're skilled negotiators. They know the seven you know, you know, points of negotiation where yep. you don't. Uh, and it is a level playing field where you've got a professional negotiating with a professional um, and they they do get the result for you. So I, I do encourage people to see a buyer advocates as well.
1: And so with any luck, though, we'll start to see the government put in sort of different mechanisms for yep. encouraging people to downsize. So do you know much, and, and the Victorian implications maybe just because that's where we are, mm. the downsizer contribution? I've heard of, you know, perhaps you are able to put some money into your superannuation, mm-hmm. which then when you draw down on it is less tax implications. So yes. do we need to see more of this sort of stuff happening?
0: Yes, yes, we do. Um, we definitely do. A lot of our buy, a lot, some of our investors, not a lot of them, but some of our investors are looking into this because they're doing self-managed funds and buying investment properties in this way. And you can do it with uh, a principal place of residence, but you do need to speak to a financial advisor to work out how to do it. Um, and I've noticed a lot of um, uh, businesses are buying their buildings in their superannuation. Ooh, Yeah. So that's another one that they're doing as well where Uh, A business will buy the building in their super... In a separate entity, so their business entity pays rent to their superannuation. Yep. But there has to be an arm's length sort of arrangement.
1: That sounds like you definitely need some legal and yeah, financial you do. advice. You do. You need to speak one. to your
0: financial advisor.
1: And also, if you're a property manager and an agent, I guess being aware of some of these changes is always going to help you when you're consulting with a new client or mm-hmm. someone who's not quite sure if, you know, they want to list or what it actually means financially for them. So it is, like you say, state by state, but mm-hmm. really worth. Um, having some of those finer points mm. across your radar so yeah, you know yeah, how yeah. to advise. Um, did we have any land tax changes in Victoria?
0: Yeah, we did. From the 1st first, first of July, we had land tax changes, um, which will kick in. Land tax is calculated on the last day of the year, on the 31st of December. So what they do is they, they throw a blanket over every property you own. Mm-hmm. That's why some people actually like to settle their properties. If you notice, some investors try and settle... Um, before that date okay and some other astute vi- uh, buyers like to settle after that date uh, so that way they have one almost a 12 month period of of um, a reduced uh, amount of land tax okay so and look one thing we did have is we do have a first homeowner uh, buyers um, scheme that's come out and it's a uh, a federal government thing that's come out uh, as of the first of july and that's for twenty thousand places across 2021 twenty twenty two Mm. So there are a lot of things, um, and I'm happy to share a website with you today where people – I'll email it to you so you can put it on the podcast notes. Put it in the
1: show notes. Yeah, because that gives
0: you a lot of – A majority of it is about Victoria, I've got to say, but the federal stuff is for the whole of Australia.
1: Mm, And good to see that there are the federal uh, implications for people, especially even, I think, a single parents initiative to help help people who don't necessarily Mm. have a double income to actually look at buying their uh, first home. But then that all comes back to the fact that, great, we're going to encourage single parents Mm. and people who maybe are first home buyers to buy properties. But if we can't get more stock on the market, are they going to be affordable? Are they going to be able to find something in their price bracket?
0: Yeah, it's a Pandora's box and we go round and round in circles uh, on this subject. I think you've hit the nail on the head. There's a lot of incentives here for buyers, which in turn pushes prices up. Yes. But the problem we've got is there's more people with less money and less people with more money. So if supply and demand forces... the 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 market forces force prices up. It's only going to make it worse and worse for a lot of these uh, first home buyers, single parents. So your idea of getting an incentive there to get more properties to market is what the, the government should be looking at.
1: You are listening to Under the Hammer. I'm with Stavros Ambazetas from O'Brien Real Estate. My name is Jay Neild. We are here thanks to Direct Connect. As Stav said, they have the drop down. They can send details to Direct Connect upon sale because Direct Connect can make a whole lot of those little nitty-gritty issues, whether you're moving or selling, a whole lot easier. one three hundred double six four seven one five 664 715 is the number. Uh, briefly, Stav, tell us what's happening nationally. Of course, we've seen things scream to a whole in Sydney, but you mentioned there had been just huge sales numbers in the first six months of the year. So where are we at? Victoria well, first? How'd you well, go last the, week?
0: Yeah, no, we, we had a, a great week in real estate in Victoria. Sydney, you've got to understand, New South Wales still has a lot of regional areas. Like, sure, not you know, in lockdown. Right yep. through the coast, whether it's Coffs Harbour, Port Macquarie, all the way up to Byron Bay, and then you go the south coast, and of course you go inland into Dubbo and Tamworth, and there's so many big Big uh, area, regional area. So, New South Wales had two thousand three hundred sales for the week. The auctions, uh, their auction numbers were down. Um, so, but they still had a, a quite a high amount of sales. Victoria had almost two thousand sales for the week, which was uh, pretty impressive. But across Australia, we had an eighty three percent clearance rate across. Thirteen hundred and sixty-eight auctions. Mm. Um, one thing, I, you know, being the financial year, I'd like to do a snapshot of the whole of Australia, and we we've done almost thirty-six thousand auctions in Australia for the first half of the year. It's almost yeah, you know, it's half time now. The, the whistle's blown, and we're getting ready now for the second half with an eighty-eight percent clearance rate. That's across the whole of the country. That is phenomenal. Now. As a breakdown, Victoria sold 52,000 homes for the for the first half. Um, New South Wales, 57,000 homes. But as a percentage, if we have a look at auctions, we are the auction capital of the world, not just Australia, mm. here in Melbourne. 45% of all auctions conducted in Australia were in Melbourne, okay? And the other 40% were in New South Wales. So New South Wales is catching up pretty quickly and they are number two um, in the world of auctions. How many auctions uh, in total was that? Just because a lot of people do ask me. There were 16,200 auctions in Victoria and 13,600 in New South Wales. That's big numbers. Yeah, wow. Huge numbers. So I still think the best way to promote and market a property is through competition, especially in the market that we've got right now. And as I always say, real estate is your passport to wealth creation. So I always encourage people (laughs) to buy- (laughs) <laughs> I, I use it at every auction. Yeah, I'll tell people that real estate. I say, forget the stock market. Bricks and mortar is your passport to wealth creation. So, for me, um, I don't know much about stocks. I never dabble in it, but I know real estate.
1: Mm. Uh, what I find really interesting, and I reckon we're going to see this reflected in other regional markets, and I know even South Australia started to creep in. Like mm. there are certain markets where I've always been told auctions don't work here. Mm. And Ballarat, where I sold, you know, your encouragement last year, was definitely, it's, oh, no, 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 we don't do auctions. No, we just do best price before or, you know. And I've started to notice, I don't know the percentage, Mm. but when I can't help myself and just keep looking at real estate listings because I like to do it for fun, I have noticed a large proportion of sales in markets which were traditionally non-auction markets Mm -hmm. now going towards auction. So is that something you're sort of seeing where it's like, you know, we know that there is competition out there Well, I'm seeing a trend.
0: I am definitely seeing a trend. And these figures here that I've just announced are the advertised auctions. Do you know how many properties are actually done in a boardroom auction situation where we've got five uh, buyers yep. that are willing to make an offer? So what we do is we bring them into the boardroom and say, look, instead of getting five offers out of you know, in isolation individually, yep. let's do a boardroom auction. Let's do it. And, and I've done a lot of those. I did one recently at our Brighton office at O'Brien Real Estate Brighton where we actually, it was a little cheap uh, unit in Elwood um, and we had seven bidders. And we did it at 8.30 in the morning, on a Saturday morning, and the property sold well in excess of- um, So you don't have to be on
1: the street with all the hoo-ha, it can just be in the boardroom. No, we
0: just did it in the boardroom.
1: Interesting. And no public was there,
0: it was just the registered buyers. Interesting. Next
1: episode, I want to talk to you about the increase in people actually getting successful bids in before auction, because two of my colleagues here at SEN have bought in the last four weeks, I'd say, by putting in a great offer prior to auction, boom. Off the market, yeah. but we might save that for yeah, a later yeah. date. Uh, now, for those who didn't know, uh, Victoria smashed by storms recently. Mm-hmm. And this little article came across my uh, social media feed by Rebecca Danuzzi from realestate.com.au with the heading Tree Change Vendors Saddled with Huge Cleanup Bill as Storm Losses Top $182 Million. We were aware that a lot of places, uh, Dandenong Ranges, Mm. Trentham, Massenden Ranges, so some of those areas on the fringe Mm. of Melbourne up in the mountains um, and a little further afield were really devastated. And look, I'm in a new property in the country, Mm. luckily not too much damage, but incredible as you drive around to see the number of gigantic trees that Mm. have been there for a couple of hundred years just down I know up in the Dandenongs, they're predicting that even half of properties Mm. had some sort of storm damage. What interested me about this article, though, was, um, and I'll just quote it here, vendors who sold their properties in the weeks before the storm had therefore been left with massive cleanup bills and were scrambling to clear uprooted trees for settlement. About 20,000 insurance claims were made according to Insurance Council of Australia figures, but Keating's real estate director, John Keating, said many households have been shocked to find they weren't covered. Because if a tree doesn't fall directly on Mm. your house, which of course the structure is covered but falls on the property, you may not be covered Mm. for storm damaging. And so vendors who sold their properties in the weeks before the storm had massive clean-up bills trying to deal with the mess on their property Mm. before settlement. There was the chance that some buyers could withdraw from the contract and get a refund of their deposit. A vendor has the obligation to hand over a property in the same condition as when it was sold. So tell me about this, Stav. This was a pretty extreme example, but my mind was racing thinking, oh my goodness, how many people who are selling would have no idea that if a shock storm, a bushfire, perhaps even just a water leak Mm. or a tree falling on their block that isn't part of a huge storm could really severely impact their sale or the profitability of it.
0: Yeah. Look, our thoughts are with uh, all the people that were displaced um, during the storms, because it was quite horrific. And we have an office in Tacoma, which is up in the hills, and um, our office up there was trying to home or house a lot of families, especially the rental side of it as well, Mm. because uh, they're they're renters that are uh, renting properties. But... The problem we're trying to solve here is that this could happen in the good times, it could happen in uh, the bad times, it could happen in any time. It doesn't have to be a storm that causes this. And over the years, I've seen trees fall, just a, a neighbor's tree fall onto uh, a house. Uh, and we put in place, because um, we were trying to, you know, what problem were we trying to solve? We put in place a cover note from O'Brien Real Estate we aligned ourselves with an insurance company mm-hmm. because it is a grey area. You've got to remember this. Is it the vendor's responsibility or the purchaser's responsibility? Because under contract law, once the contract is signed, technically the, the buyer owns the property. But So that's why yeah. it's a very grey area. So with your tax, um, you know, when it's calculated, they work out from contract to contract, not from settlement to settlement. Oh,
1: So the keys in the hand is not the start point of your ownership of that property.
0: No. So depending on which law you look at. So there are several laws uh, that come into place here. So then you get a bit of a, a tug of war between the vendor's representative and the buyer's representative. Mm. So we implemented where we get, and I encourage any agency to do this, align yourself with a, with an insurance company, get a cover note. The insurance company is wrapped when an agency does this because a certain number of um, buyers end up taking up the insurance policy anyway, and it, and it, it gives us a, a feeling where we can actually settle the property. Now, why I brought this in was because we couldn't settle on a property Yes, it cost our vendors money, our buyers missed out, uh, but we also missed out on getting paid our fee as well during the settlement period.
1: And was so, that because of a tree coming down or something yes, like that? Yes, it was. It was right. a tree
0: that came down. It was in Seaford. I'll, I'll never forget it. And that's what actually brought us into the to the fact of, of getting this uh, system in place. Now, in this situation right now that's happened up in the hills, in the, in the strong market that we've got, buyers don't have to pull out. They can actually force a vend- force the contract. So some vendors may want to pull out, but it has to be in agreement, mutual agreement from both sides. So you can see the minefield of problems this mm. can cause. Uh, where a buyer will... So that's fine. In this uh, market, I bought the property three months ago. The market's um, risen uh, since then. I want the property delivered as it was, and it can get into a legal battle. Mm. So the contracts that have come to an end is by mutual agreement Uh, And I think there needs to be something there from government where every property sale that happens, there is a cover note in place to protect the buyer and and the seller. Buyers have sold their property and they're expecting to move into a property. Not moving into that property can really cause some issues.
1: Oh yeah, especially if you then, you know, settlement is delayed and you can't get a rental and it is a can of worms, isn't it?
0: Unfortunately, it's a domino effect, Mm. huge domino effect. They line them up on, on the on the day of settlement. The, a conveyancer will line up three or four settlements in a row so they can all marry up together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you're sitting there mm. waiting going, I hope nothing delays this. And also, interestingly, in that article, which I will put the link in our show notes, it was uh, expected that in some of those storm hit areas, there was going to be a bit of a rush come spring of people mm. putting their homes on the market who can't afford to fix damage and they're just going to sell instead. Um, yeah. Would you, like, it's a strange thing. Like, would you sell a property and, and encourage someone, if they can't afford to fix the property, and I'm thinking even fences yeah. and that's so expensive, can you sell something that is obviously damaged and just obviously the price reflects that? Or yeah. would you encourage people just spend the money and fix it up and reap the rewards?
0: There's, there's pros and cons at both. Uh, I'd definitely like to have a property looking at its best. Uh, As we discussed with Ray Ellis uh, a few weeks ago where we said, "You know, what's the race? You've got to get the property ready before you get it to market. But there is more people with less money Mm. and less with more money. So sometimes when we do a a mortgagee auction and we advertise it as a mortgagee auction thinking it's going to go cheap, because we've advertised it as a mortgagee auction – We get triple the amount of people that turn up.
1: people like me go, ooh, bargain, (laughs) bargain to be had.
0: (laughs) But then the more people that you get, the more interest you get. The more interest you get, the more registered buyers you get. The more registered buyers you get, the more bidders you get. The more bidders you get, the higher the price. So it actually can work in a way where it can actually attract a lot more people to the area. And the prices will actually exceed. So okay, so it's there, not there is a, a silver lining. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, so if you if you have a property where yeah. you know, yes, all the back fences are down, yeah. and oh, there's four mountain ash trees in yeah, your yeah. back paddock. To some people looking to buy, that might actually mm. be a plus for them. They're not daunted by the thought no, of that. No,
0: it's 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 like anything. If you put something as a fire sale, it attracts so many people, uh, and we see it all the time with furniture. Or the selling of rugs. I mean, they're always 80% off and it always attracts me. So, um, yeah, you know, Persian rugs are always on sale. So if you put it, you need to advertise it accordingly and people will come from everywhere.
1: And be really transparent yeah. if you're the agent. Call it what selling, it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Call it what it is, not what it isn't. Because if they get there and they see the mess, it's different. But advertise it as such.
1: Okay, really interesting. Well, if you do want to check out that article from realestate.com.au, head to the show notes of this episode. Stab at some point, look, we've run out of time again. I want to talk to you about auctioneers and whether we've got enough in Australia, how we perhaps in a a real estate business start to identify the next generation of Mm -hmm. auctioneers. But we're going to put that on hold. Yeah, put it on
0: hold. (laughs) But as a a buyer, I mean, the advice I give every – because I do five auctions every week. But the the advice I give to buyers is – Be bold in your actions, okay? And I say that in my script every week. Uh, Whatever the situation, make sure you're the highest bidder. Yeah. So if you're there with the – you want to buy the property, make sure you're the highest bidder because the highest bidder, if we reach reserve, you buy it. If we don't reach reserve, though, only you go inside and negotiate with the Uh, vendors. Yes. Um, And I always say to people, you know, make sure you can see me as the auctioneer and you can see the other bidders. Mm. They're, They're the three pieces of advice I give to everyone.
1: All right. If you have any feedback, perhaps you've got some topics you'd like to hear us discussing on the show, love to hear from you via the email podcast at sen.com.au, and you can also find contacts for Stav via the show notes to this episode and to Direct Connect, our wonderful podcast sponsors. You can call them on one three hundred double six four seven one five to see how they can benefit you and your team. Plenty of information available on the Direct Connect website as well, directconnect.com.au. Our thoughts for everyone in lockdown and Sydney, we will get through this Australia. And as you said, Stav, predictions, things will be busier than ever come spring. So take this as a chance to just reset Look at some of those things you can implement in your business to uh, maybe evolve it over this very uncertain period. Stav, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. No, Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Direct Connect. Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715.
1: it's shana blaze here join me on my podcast Homestyle. we provide the ideas and inspiration you need for your home diy design projects and expert advice red energy's podcast lifestyle series available from wherever you get your podcasts and
0: the sen app